Hi everybody, I am Peter Travers and this is Popcorn where we tell you what is popping in the culture. And if you're watching Scandal and if you're as obsessed as I am, you really want to know what's happening, but especially to Mally Grant, come on. And for me to have Bellamy Young, who plays Mally on the show, I don't know, it's just a spe- I'm, I'm a little bit verklempt. But Bellamy, I welcome you to this show. Peter, I'm so glad to be here. What an honor and so much fun. And I like that you cooked for me. That's I did. Really I cooked the popcorn kind. for you. And, you know, after you leave, since this is the first time you dropped the whole honor thing. But <laughs> it's okay. We have fun no matter we what. We have fun. You know what I want to ask you first? Because as an obsessed Scandal mm-hmm. fan, what if there's somebody in this world that has never seen it? And they're just tuning in to season six and they say, gee, you know, I just saw Bellamy talking to you on the show. She's so wonderful. Uh, <laughs> who is she playing? Who is this woman that you play? Oh, my goodness. Who is she? She's a woman with a dream. That's who she is. <laughs> just a simple girl yeah, with a dream. Yeah, just a simple girl with a simple <laughs> dream. dream. And people just keep getting in her way. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's been a, an amazing ride. You know, my little part on the show was supposed to be, I had two lines in the pilot. I was going to be there for three episodes. I had no idea I'd get to be a real part of this family, which is the gift of a lifetime. And certainly for a woman in her 40s, when in the lottery, uh, for anybody, you know, if anybody got a script this good and we're going to do three years on Broadway and w- like one of these episodes is a play, mm-hmm. you'd think, well, I'm the luckiest person in the world, but we get them like every eight days handed to us. But yeah, Melly has always just wanted to be president. <laughs> she and, just always wanted to be and president. And she thought that, you know, she fell in love with this handsome guy named Fitz and seemed like, well, maybe he was going to get to be president first, but then it would be her time. And, and then he fell in love with this other lady and it ruined everything. And he decided not to deliver on that partnership. And so she's had to go it alone, but go it alone she has. Go it alone, not only go it alone, but you know, to run as a politician herself and then run for president. Yeah. Just as that dream always yeah. happened. Yeah, she's junior senator from the state of Virginia. So this is you then. Shonda Rhimes is based this on you. <laughs> exactly. This is what exactly. you really want to do. We have to water do. me down, down a little bit, but you know. I no, want never. this to do it. I, I, Melly and I are a, a bit antithetical in large majority of ways. Oh, I have to find out that. But let, let me go back to okay. what she's doing before we get to the dark okay. secrets that you it. basically keep from the rest of the world. Yeah. This is okay. the place okay, to good. reveal that. I like it. has it. to be done. <laughs> but, you know, when I first started watching the show, I would go, what? What? You know, I would, I would see an episode and go, yeah. oh, this can't happen. Yeah. And now, of course, reality has overtaken even Shonda Rhimes. Uh, we we have things happening crazy. in our political lives that she couldn't even invent yeah. to do this with. Well, I mean, this season was, she's gone on record as saying, this season was supposed to arc out with uh, one of the characters surprising everyone by speaking Russian. And oh, the Russians were behind the election. But the Russians were behind the election. And so we can't do that. So we've all come back to work not knowing where the season's going to go. And it's, you know, the, another great joy is that my, I go to a job every day that surprises me, you know. And I'm so grateful to be a soldier in Shonda's army because she's so committed to making sure everyone has a seat at the table. Everyone sees themselves represented mm-hmm. on TV. And she's co- a courageous storyteller and humanizes a lot of issues that can stay very theoretical. Um, 
So I'm so interested to see at this time in our nation's history with the forum that she has of doing, having to be in the middle of doing a political show, where it'll go. To be an actor, you have to have some ego. So you might come in and say, Shonda, I have this great idea for Melanie. I always want everyone to have a sense of agency, but yes. not ego. Not like, ego. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think maybe, I, I, I think we just might think of this Rubik's Cube as sort of a bit more like delicate or specific or something. I feel like it, maybe if we were all in a different type of show or a different, um, that we'd all speak up and take time. But, um, and she's very approachable boss. Mm -hmm. Like she, uh, she'll be the first, and the greatest person to work for as a woman. Cause you know, in Hollywood it, it can be um, objectifying and, but you know. All the, these annoying uh, men. Well, no, mm. no. No, there's yeah, there's the, a lot you know, of There's them. annoying people, there's wonderful <laughs> people there. Some of them are ladies, mm. some of them are gentlemen. But Shauna's a great, you know, she's always said, if I write you a sex scene and you want to do it in a parka, I will write you a sex scene in a parka. You know, you still, I need the connection to move the story, but I never, P.S. The guys always have to take their shirt off. Uh, so I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> sexy in a parka. Why you know, because it can be what everything can be sexy, it but can she be. wants you to feel safe. You know, so she she's so open and approachable. But I just think we just love to hear what she's, she's going to do. She's afflicted Melly with um, everything but a plague of locusts. You know, I coming next season. season <laughs> I mean, look what she had to go through. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything because this no. is this is uh, happened yeah, already. Yeah. But the whole idea of what your father-in-law did to you, you know, that guy was creepy. That's yeah. just the worst of Sweet male behavior. Then yeah. you lose, your character loses a son yeah. through political machinations. Mm -hmm. You had that great season where you just went to hell with yourself. Yeah. You were smelly-melly. Yeah. You were an alcoholic. Yeah. You couldn't stop eating this popcorn. No. It was just, <laughs> I just think what a fun thing to be told that you're doing. It's Sitting delicious. in the White House going. Yeah, oh. in sweats, just like, ar, 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 like just gnawing on a bone <laughs> and not care, like just feeling things. But it was great. I've had a lot of grief in my own life and not always grieve like appropriately in other people's eyes. And mm -hmm. so it was really nice to show a different kind of grief on TV. People process things differently and there's no wrong way to go through. As long as you're going through, not around, not denying, there's no mm -hmm. wrong way to go through something. And it was nice to be a part of that because you got to go through things. Because you can't be the victim. No. And she's somebody that everybody wants to victimize. Yeah. And she says no. But look, Shada can keep Melly miserable as long as she wants well, to because that makes good concerned. TV. If Melly were happy, they'd send her up to the farm upstate. You know, like it's not you interesting. Can't be happy in her situation. No. You know? But when season five ended, there you are running for president. Yeah, you know? with little Jakey by my side. Who knew? You got Jake Ballard as I your know. vice president. But you, you have a scene in that last that prepares everyone for season six, where you uh, talk to your ex-husband, the president of the United sure. States, played by Tony Goldman. You tell him everything that's wrong. I know. What's wrong with him forever. So I'm assuming you guys get along. How do you prepare such well, a I used wonderful to... moment? I used to, because I am, I am personally conflict averse. I just want everybody to feel good about themselves, maybe even a little bit better after we've talked. Mm -hmm. um, so those scenes where I just, the first three years when all I did was like yell at 
Tony or be really mean to him or be mean to Carrie. Like after every take, I'd be like, you guys okay? I'm so sorry. Is it all right? I mean, you know, I just, it was so trying. And then something just clicked along about season four. And I was like, well, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> And then I would do like all the little agitations in my day. I would just take them to work with me. Like who gets to get their actual frustration out at work? Like <laughs> I'm the calmest person in the world because it all flows through. You don't but need therapy. It seems like that. Well, I do need therapy. <laughs> um, I still go to therapy. <laughs> Wow. But but okay. scenes like that where you know we're such a little theater group of kids that we still like run lines together mm -hmm. and we have the best directors so the the uh, the rehearsal space is the rehearsal time is limited but um, um, it's surgically precise in its usage and and then it's just the trust anymore you know we I've never gotten to have a steady job before so six years with people uh, this lovely gives you um, creative courage to just walk on that, that stage and be free and then you know Shonda's language it just comes out and it's you live that you live those moments and and it's the greatest gift it's so much fun and when you think of these seasons that you played Melly yeah and you just close your eyes for a minute and I yeah. say to you what's the first thing she's doing that you see when you're doing that? Oh, what is she doing? The first thing I see is, um, like the first thing that dropped for me for Melly was when I screamed, get over her at him, like season two. Mm -hmm. Like that was, I felt Melly's overarching sort of objective, you know, her subtext made text. Um, so that was a thing. And then get over like, this woman. Yeah. <laughs> Magical thighs speech. That was another high point moment, like collapsing after I tried to get through the State of the Union after uh, we'd lost our son um, and divorcing Tony. Like that was a big let scene. I, I will go on the record and say the only time I've ever challenged Shonda ever in my life ever and however will is the speech in the divorce scene was um, if it wasn't for you, I would have done this. If it wasn't for you, mm -hmm. I'd have done that. If it wasn't for you, and I was just in his face, my finger just nasty. I'm and at the table read, <laughs> at the table read, I was like, well, you know, someone in proofread, they write so fast. And of course, this is objunctive case. I'm the daughter of an English teacher. Uh -oh. And so I was like, if it weren't for you, blah, 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 blah. If it weren't for you, note comes down, let's go with was it. And I'm like, but subjunctive, and let's go with was it. <laughs> and I'm like, but Melly gets smarter when she's angry. Let's go with was it. <laughs> like, I, that's the only thing I've ever pushed back on is for grammar because I knew my mother would be dying How inside. How could you, she yeah. would say. Yeah. And I lost. I pushed back and lost. <laughs> No, but I think your mom knew that you pushed back. Somehow <laughs> that it. really happened. She realize carrying the grammarian torch. Yeah. But you said something interesting about you finally found this family. You've been yeah. on more TV shows than anyone. You <laughs> have no, no, you I've guessed it. You had time. been like twenty-five or thirty guest shots. So you know how TV yeah. works. You know how yeah. every one of those series works. Yeah, and yeah. recurred a lot. And yeah. but you know, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. When you recur and you don't come back, what does that do to you? Do you say, <laughs> why didn't why didn't they sign me? I know. Why, I could have recurred. I, I could have I mean it hurts and I see it still with everybody. All the actors that we have on our show are incredible and everybody you know, everybody is deserving. So I know how lucky the 12 of us are to have like actual salary every week gigs. I mean, it's, 
again, it's like winning the lottery, it really is. But I have, I've gotten to go to a lot of dances. And yeah. I know, especially it matters because the tone of the set matters and that's set by the showrunner and it's set by number one on the call sheet. And the two ladies in those positions on my show have built a family of respect and joy and playfulness and trust. and. And uh, these years are, I know I'm going to look back and these are going to be like the best years well, of my life. Well, it will be, but like, did you have, like, on a couple of those shows, this feeling, I wish I could stay? Always. I'm an Always actor. Oh, I, I love stay. to work. I, I want to stay. I want to stay it. when it's miserable. Cool. I love working. <laughs> I mean, really, I really well, love where it. Where did you get that motivation from? Where you, You're a oh. North Carolina girl, right? <laughs> yeah, right? so are you saying everyone in North Carolina has no motivation? No, it's a movie town. <laughs> it's like a city. Oh, that North side Carolina, of the state. I'm mountains. Oh, you're in the mountains. Mountain. So, yeah, so, I'm a mountain girl. Yeah, but I'm interested in where it happens, where suddenly the <sighs> bug bites and it says to you, I want to do this. What were you looking at that made you say, this is what I'm doing? You know, do? uh, Peter, I'm adopted, and we got, like, um, a page on my uh, adopted, uh, my birth parents, mm -hmm. and I've, I've since met them, and they're incredible, but turned out all the information we got was wrong. So on this page... Part of it said that my birth mother um, loved to sing. And so the mother who raised me found any opportunity she could in Western North Carolina to let out any talent that might be genetic in mm -hmm. there. And so singing was my first love. I've got these tap, these tap dancing calves to prove that that happened too. And acting, you know, we did summer stock when I was, I was like Gretel when I was five and Nagano when I was six. and and. I just loved it instantly. I came to meet my birth parents. That had nothing. That's not true at all. So it's just they didn't so, have any of those. But skills. I feel like well, as I, you know, maybe they do. But it wasn't that wasn't yes, their guiding principles. But I feel like the greatest blessings of my life were hung in the balance of this like piece of misinformation and and so lucky that the information we got was bogus because I love my life and I love what I get to do. You look like you do. Where did you get the name <laughs> Bellamy from? Though? Oh, because my name is Amy, Amy Maria Young, but someone oh. stole that name in SAG. You know, you got to have They do that a, all the time. I know, it's so silly. It's such a silly, Where is you Amy have... Young today? <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. know. We should find out about her. I know, see if I can get her my name back. Parents. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> no, who would ever, but where do you pick Bellamy? Where does that come from? Um, when my first dad died when I was 15, his um, best friend and he, uh, partner, they were auditors, but they were the auditors that would, they would come around in Western North Carolina and you'd be excited to see them. Like, they were super fun guys. And uh, I, I called him my uncle, and it was like a smushing of our names. So Bellamy. Yeah. Oh, it smushes it's like a little together homage. like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to go with something Southern, right? It was going to be Amaranth it. or Amaryllis or... No. Something Emma crazy. Yeah. Would never have been cast as Melly. <laughs> well, I wanted no. something that you could still say Amy. Amy. You know, Amy yeah, was so still in there. Me, yeah, yeah, so it happens to yeah. do that. Yeah. No, Did I, you have to change your name ever? No, why would I? Really, I don't know. You know. I just, it you seemed might okay. Be Claude I just, Vesuvius. Is that your real name? Please have that changed now. <laughs> I want that. I want that to say popcorn <laughs> with Claude Vesuvius. It's all yours. There is no, it sounds like a porn name. I give it, but I don't no, judge. I just give it freely. It's, it's okay. I, <laughs> they're they're going to take you away and take you someplace else. And I haven't even begun. No. So you have to be back at least six more times. I like it. We'll do a, but we it's a, a mini We'll do a whole thing. But okay, your music, I have to bring up. Okay, I'm from yeah. Rolling Stone. I'm bringing up your musical yeah. career. Oh you my are. God. This is, I'm having, this is, I'm having a, a big moment here that I'm about to be sitting with Peter Travis. <laughs> we're talking about my music. Like, this is a well, little bit bigger did. than I am this moment. 
We can get your CD. We can get it on iTunes. You can. You can. Far Away So Close, it's called. And it was a real labor of love. And nothing I ever would have... Um, if, if our beautiful gladiators had not pushed me to do it, I don't think I would have had enough self-esteem to, to do it. But it was one of the greatest times of my life, sitting in the studio with my beautiful uh, Brad Wood, who was my producer, and just trying to get my heart in the microphone and so that it could get in other people's ears. And I, I, it was, I loved it. I bring this up because we end. This is the first time you've been on this show. We always end in song. Okay, yay! We do. Okay, great. And it can be anything that's... You did a lot of cover on your uh, CD. Yeah. Not Far Away, So yeah, Close. There's yeah, yeah, Fleetwood yeah. Mac on there. There's Pink yeah. on there. There's everything on there. But I just want something to bubble up in you because it looks <gasps> well, like Well, wait, that. are you going to sing with well, me? Well, if I knew it, I would. But I basically, I don't... You don't have to sing the song from beginning to end. We just look for... Oh this my piece, God! Piece of um, look at oh my God! Do I see fear? I know. No, there's well, no, no fear I'm, I'm in like, there. No, no fear at all. It's no. like only joy. But I want something that you can do with me because I don't want to leave you out. Well, you know, money, you, you did Merrily We Roll Along, yeah. but I don't know what you actually played. But there was that great song in that, which, which is so appropriate for people who want to fight the power. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your fist, Peter. Which it's song? It's our time. Oh, it's so, so pretty. Breathe yeah. it in. Yeah. Worlds to change and worlds to win. Our, our time, time coming, coming through. through. Me, me and you, kid. kid me and you. Aww. Look at that. that. I got to duet with you. Peter, that makes me so happy. And <laughs> anybody who's watching, like, go listen to that whole song. It's so pretty. There's so it much is. hope and optimism in it. And you couldn't be more right. It couldn't be more true. It's up to us, you know? It's up to us. That's it. I'm going to end with that. It's up, it is up to us. It's going to make me cry. Oh, for Clamped. Yeah. Yes. We love it. Thank you so much Thanks, for doing Pete. this. Really, really. Great. I loved it.